Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1177. With your mind's power, determination, your instinct, and your experience as well, you can fly very high. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Lonnie Unser. Hey, Lonnie, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yeah, let's put this pedal to the metal. All right, I love it. Lonnie Unser is a full-time college student with an athletic background in downhill skiing and other line-finding sports. You'll see what I mean by that in a moment. She recently discovered her talent for racing. Perhaps this is because her family DNA, because Lonnie Unser comes from the most winning family in motorsports history and one of America's premier auto racing dynasties. Her father is indie racer Johnny Unser, a past Cars Yeah guest, and the list of Unser racing is long indeed. With the support of her family, she is rapidly becoming a threat on the track. She currently contests the Spec Miata Series in the NASA Rocky Mountain region, while also competing in select World Racing League endurance races. She is targeting the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge as well as the Mazda Global MX-5 Cup. So, Lonnie, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little more about your career and your passion for automobiles and racing? Yes, thank you so much for the introduction. I have always known that I've wanted to race. I didn't necessarily start off racing cars. Like you said, I grew up with other sports. So I grew up ski racing and swimming and cross-country skiing, and I was always racing no matter what time of the year it was, when it was, I'm always, I was always looking forward to my next race and my next event. <laughs> and then when I was a senior in high school, my dad gave me the opportunity because he had got one when he was my age to go to a driving school to also not only to help me on the street and help me develop my driving skills, but to just get a taste of it, a taste of mm-hmm. racing. And so I started off going to the BMW performance driving school in thermal california and oh that's a great place yeah yeah, i had an absolutely wonderful time and i remember at the end of the day sitting there with my dad saying dad is there any way we can make this happen i love this so much i'd really love to make it happen and you could tell he started thinking about it a little bit more and then before I knew it, I was headed to the Mid-Ohio School, the racing school, mm-hmm. with, uh, they, we raced uh, Acuras, and so I had a blast there as well, and I was able to pick up racecraft and speed really quickly, and again, I was like, Dad, I love this, I love this, and so <laughs> <laughs> we were able to put together a program for me to race in with NASA in the Rocky Mountain region. Spec Miata. And so that's where I've been the last two years, and it's been the best decision I've ever made. Yeah, it's cool. I'll tell you, when I had your dad on the show, he he obviously is very proud of you, and he talked about you getting into racing. And, he, you know, as a typical dad, you, you're worried about your kids and your daughter. And he said, yeah, I'm not sure what I unleashed here, but uh, I think it was just in her because she loves to race. She loves to compete. And I don't know what it is with you unsers, but it's just in your bloodstream. I mean, you guys just have to compete. It's just part of the unser dynasty. 
which is pretty cool that you come from a family with so many, uh, so much history in racing. I mean, it's absolutely fantastic. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been an inspiration to you, and it's a nice way to get those inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Lonnie, take the wheel. So, my quote is from Ayrton Senna, who I think, and many other people think, is uh, the best ever, the most successful driver, the best talented. And um, his quote goes, on a given day, a given circumstance, you think you have a limit. And then you go for this limit, you touch this limit, and you think, okay, this is the limit. And so you touch this limit, something happens. You suddenly can go a little bit further. With your mind's power, determination, your instinct, and your experience as well, you can fly very high. And so I, starting racing not, not very long ago, I've taken this quote and I really put it to heart because racing is all about finding the limits and I've had to find the limits very quickly or my limits thus far and I know I still haven't found them and I'm pushing every day to find that next limit so I think it's a really amazing quote. You know what uh, you hit my heart close here Lonnie because Sen is one of my favorites as well in fact I have one of his quotes on my business card my regular listeners know this because I mentioned it probably dozens of times and they all probably know the quote by now the past is just data I only see the future. My quote from Senna is a little shorter than yours, but the idea of his racing prowess is there. Now, I have to ask you, coming from the Unser family, is there any kind of shadow pressure on you that you feel because you have all these family members that have done so well? Or is that more of a momentum that pushes you and encourages you in your racing career? It's definitely a little bit of both because my family has obviously accomplished many, many things that definitely are very daunting uh, at times, but it also, I'm so inspired by them and I want to make all of them very proud with what I'm doing. And so it drives me both in its bads and its goods, if that makes sense. It does. No, absolutely. And again, Senna, what a, what an inspiration he was for so many people. Um, incredible driver, just fantastic. Love that. Well, let's go back in time. I'd love for you to share a story that instigated your personal passion for cars. You touched on those moments when your dad took you to driving school and then racing school. But is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were going to be a car gal, just like all the car guys in your family? I don't think there was actually ever a pivotal pivotal moment, uh, which is kind of funny because a lot of people have that distinct pivotal moment. But it was always a part of my life. And for some reason, I've always known that it was what I was meant to do and what I was going to do. Even though it took me such a long time to get here, I grew up around the track and I grew up absolutely loving the sport and loving cars and loving being around it. There were some moments like when my dad took me to the 24 hours of Daytona, uh, I thought it was the coolest thing and I was so inspired. But really, I'd always, I think I've always honestly loved it. Yeah, well... Uh, you know, it's funny. Sometimes kids in families that are so engrossed into one thing, they either get into it or they completely go the opposite direction. But it sounds like having grown up with your dad and all the racing he did when you were young growing up, uh, it was an integral part of your life and you just absorbed all of it. And uh, here you go. Now you're in the seat driving cars. So 
Very cool. And 24-hour Le Mans, man, that's a pretty cool thing to take your daughter to. Very nice. I love it. Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down so far. Now, you're a young person, so you know, you're in college. And uh, in fact, you had a full day of school classes today. We're recording this show at night. Uh, so you're a go-getter. You're a hard worker. Uh, have you faced any big challenges so far that are really big challenges, big failures, perhaps, that have kind of made you question what you're doing or kind of made you go, wow, man, didn't see that one coming? And tell us what that experience was. Kind of walk us through it and then tell us how you came forward out of that and what it taught. You know, I, it's it's a hard question because I think this sport lends itself to many failures and many challenges and hardships. Uh, and I know I have many more in my career to go, but I think the most important part is learning from them and moving past them. I'd say recently, one of my biggest challenges was not that long ago. I was running for third in the championship points. And if I finished well in the last race, it would have put me in third. However, I unfortunately made a mistake and was passed by quite a few cars at, on the last race. And it, uh, made a two point gap from me in third place. So it was, it's unfortunate. And yeah, I wish I could have been third in the championship points, but I think in the future, it's just going to make me want to work harder and push harder to show that I really can be up there in the top. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you face something like that, I mean, you're so close, it's just right there. And then something happens. Like you said, you made a little mistake on the track and some people were able to pass you. How do you handle that kind of thing at the end of the race? I mean, the person that comes in and kind of has to contemplate it a while, do you beat yourself up a little bit or, or you just slough it off or how do you, what's your approach to at the end of the race? Like before you kind of bring yourself back down there and you go, okay, what happened? How did I go through this? What are some of the things you do that might help somebody else out there that might be facing something similar? You know, I definitely beat myself up, but I just have to tell myself, at the end of the day, it's because I care so much and it's because I want to do so well. Um, and it's not easy when you make a mistake because it's, it's all on you and you're like, oh, shoot, like, what could I, what could I have done differently? And you ask yourself all these questions. But mm -hmm. I think really good advice that I've gotten in the face of adversity is in racing, there's highs and there's lows you have to take the highs and run with those. And then you have to take the lows and you have to forget about them. You have to learn from them and then forget about them and move on because otherwise they'll just get you down and you have to strive for those highs. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. I like that very much. I've seen that in uh, even in some sports uh, coaches that, that as soon as the game's over, if the team is lost, they're already talking about the next game. They don't even want to talk about that game. Now, I'm, I'm sure when they go back in the locker room, they say, okay, guys, here's what we did. Here's what we could have done better. But their thoughts always forward. And that's why I like that Senna quote, the past is just data. I only see the future. I would assume his racing, and it sounds like yours is very similar, that when he made a mistake or something bad happened, it just was put into a data column. Okay, don't break there anymore. Don't do that anymore. That's the wrong line through that corner. Don't Don't follow somebody this way. What am I doing next week? How am I going to win the next race? Sounds like that's what you do too. Yeah, exactly. It's all about just moving on. You have to learn from it. And then you take the next steps forward as to how am I going to get better from that? How is this going to make me a better driver overall? Excellent. Love it. 
Well, let's talk about uh, a big career aha moment, a time. And, and again, you're so young, it's almost like I'm talking about these big lifetime things. And you're still such a young person. But is there a, a moment in time, let's say in your racing career, where you kind of went, ah, yeah, that's the direction I should go at this point in my career? Yeah, I think a lot of my aha moments are definitely yet to come. But uh, it's more of a driving aha moment that I had earlier this year. So. I was testing uh, in a small town in Colorado called La Junta, and it was the first time I really felt the car move under me and really rotate and really, I really felt it. And I felt like I was in control of the car rather than the car being in in control of me. And Mm -hmm. it was really big for me because it helped me find speed and it helped me be confident in myself and in my driving that I can control the car. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. First time a car does that, you mentioned the word rotate. And for somebody who's not been out on the track, when when a car does that and you go, whoa, what, what was that? That was pretty cool. And you come out of it, of course. That's You don't want the car to fully rotate. I've done that too. <laughs> right. going, whoa, <laughs> I'm going in circles here. But uh, yeah, that is pretty darn cool. Well, let's uh, have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special car. Is there a a first car for you, or maybe it was the first race car you got in that really was something special. Doesn't mean it's the first race car, but the first car you got into, you went, yeah, this is the place I need to be. Well, one of uh, my funny memories is when I was a kid growing up, I used to love watching Herbie Fully Loaded. As cheesy as it, it sounds, I loved it. I thought it was the coolest thing. I wanted to be just like Lindsay Lohan. I mean, the racing Lindsay <laughs> Lohan. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I thought VW Beatles were the coolest things in the whole world. I've still loved them ever since. And I think I was a sophomore in high school. I My family bought bright orange VW Beetle. And cool. I can remember going to school stopping at the stop signs, it would die on me or going around corners, the passenger side door would fling open. But (laughs) (laughs) I loved that car to death. And it was, it was kind of like a tribute to how I've always wanted to race. And also just like a love for cars as well. Uh, But that was like the first street car I really, really loved. And then I haven't been in a whole lot of race cars, really just that first time at uh, the BMW school, I felt like I was meant to be. Mm, nice. Yeah, you were home. Now, that bright orange bug, did you have a name for that car? Yeah, its name was Felix. <laughs> Felix. Okay. <Yeah. laughs> Don't <laughs> Very ask cool. me why. Just, that's the name. <laughs> it just fit, fit the personality. Yep. That's fun. Very nice. Well, is there a car that you've owned that you've let go that you have a little seller's remorse over? Is Felix the one or is there yeah. another one? Felix is the yeah, one. Felix. Um, we, yeah. we sold uh, Felix so that way. We'd have a bit bit more money to buy my race car. So I guess it's good and it's it's sad, but it's good. Yeah. Well, that's just part of life. I'll tell you, Lonnie, I've had uh thousand one hundred and seventy six people before you that have and me included have had to sell cars to pay for other things and race cars to pay for other things like kids college. So uh right. I feel <laughs> your pain. Been there been there right there with you. Well, let's talk about today and tomorrow. And, you know, we're at the end of the year here. Uh, New Year's coming up. What has you fired up and excited about your racing career coming up next year? So just about a week and a half ago, I got really exciting news. I was invited to be a part of the submission process for the Mazda 
road to 24 shootout. And so I have to submit a number of documents to Mazda. They review them and then they invite the top four to go with them to Arizona to have a shootout and may the best driver win. They have those four who just drive all day and then go through an interview process. So um, my submission's actually going to be due soon, and then I'll find out if I make it into the top four, which I'm really hoping for. But it's something I'm yeah. really excited about because it's it, hopefully it will help me springboard my next to my next step, which is uh, the Battery Tender MX-5 Cup Series next in 2019. So that's what I'm mm-hmm. hoping for, but we'll see how it goes. Well, we wish you the best of luck. You'll have to keep me informed on how all that goes so I can let my listeners know. But uh, uh, here's to you and your success moving up in 2019. That's very, very exciting. Very, very cool. Well, Lonnie, this next question is a little bit introspective. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a car, if you'd been manifested into a vehicle parked in a garage, what would you be and why? This is such a tough question. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, I. I don't know. I might have to propose something. I'm thinking about starting off as a car and then morphing as I as I grow as a person and a driver. So maybe ah. starting off as the current car I'm driving, which is a 1999 Mazda Miata, and then maybe moving into the new MX-5 car, and then maybe to like an Audi or a BMW. I really, I really love the Audi R8s, and I think that would maybe be a cool Ooh. final point. I think yeah. they're really nimble, cool, cool-looking cars. So that would be a cool car to be. So, Lonnie, I think you're the first transformer here <laughs> on Cars. Yeah, that's pretty cool that you're going to transform into these different entities as you grow and learn and get better at your craft. So uh, that's very unique. I like that. Great answer. Well, Lonnie, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage 
and the Fidel structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. All right, Lonnie, we are back and we're entering the last lap. This is a place you've been in many times. That white flag is out. Time to put your foot into it. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice or racing advice you've ever received? I've been told by my Uncle Robbie, my dad, my family members that a really big part of racing is being patient. And I've found that to be true throughout my career so far. And I think it's true with business as well. You can't grow all in one night. You have to put hard work in. You have to think about things and work on things. And it's true with racing as well. Like you can't make a pass that isn't going to work. You need to wait for the exact right time and take that opportunity. And so it's been a really, really good piece of advice because it's really helped me develop as a driver. I love that advice. I think it's so important. How many times have we seen a race where somebody is in second or third or even fourth place and they just force a move and they mess up and they either take themselves out or somebody else out versus that person that just sits back and waits for that guy in front of them to either make a little jiggle wiggle or a little bit of a goof and then they take that pass or find that open spot and move in there. So very good advice. And you're right. It works in life as well. Patience. Patience is a good thing. Absolutely. Now, would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Before every race, I try to calm myself down as much as possible because I have found so far when my mind is the clearest, that's when I make the best decisions in the car. Mm. And I know some drivers try to hype themselves up, which may be a great tactic for them, but I have just found that that calm and that clarity really, really helps me with decision-making and being precise in the car. Now, how do you do that exactly? I mean, do you close your eyes and envision things? Do you go to a quiet place? How do you calm yourself down? Because there's some folks out there that, now you could translate this. I know racing is a much more serious than, say, going into a meeting or having to go make a big decision. But I think your advice might help people in a lot of different realms of their life is how to calm yourself down. Because we get kind of fired up over stuff and we get all anxious and anxiety builds up us and everything. So What are some of the techniques you use to kind of calm yourself down? So I do find a quiet quiet place, sorry, uh, before every race. I try to visualize the track and visualize how the race, what kind of decisions I'll make. And then when I get in the car, I just start calming myself down. I picture just calming things in my brain and really just try to clear my mind I think it's also helped me with other parts of my life, just like you said, with big decisions or big interviews, maybe, or whatever it may Mm be. Yeah, that's great advice. I had a good buddy who was great at sales and many, many decades ago uh, when I was doing some selling, I would always get really nervous before I went into an office. And he said, you know, sit in the lobby or sit in your car and envision how you want that meeting to go. What you're going to say, what you want that other person to say, what you expect them to say, really envision that happening in your mind. And it's kind of like that great book, Think and Grow Rich, the idea of envisioning what you want to have happen. 
you're actually seeing it, believing it, it's already happening in your mind. So nice answer. Now, how about a resource? There are lots of great resources that we uh, can find these days in racing or cars or business, whatever it might be. Is there a resource that you go to that you'd like to share with our listeners? I think family is the biggest one that I have had. The support that my family has given me has just been incredible. They're your biggest support system. So whatever questions, like personally, whatever questions I have, I can always go to them knowing that they'll give me the best advice they possibly can. That so far has been something that's been so huge to me in my career. Absolutely. Well, gosh, when you've got a dad like Johnny Unser, holy right. cow. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty darn good resource, not to mention all your aunts and uncles and family members out there that have been heavily involved in racing for decades and decades. So, yeah, you've got some awesome resources in your family. Yeah, I'm very lucky. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Incredible. Yeah, incredible. Uh, Nice, nice uh, team you got going there. Now, if I could wave my magic wand and arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that person be? I've thought a lot about this. And while there's so many great people in racing, I think the number one person that I always keep coming back to is my grandfather, Jerry Unser. He Mm. passed away when my dad was very young. I would just love to sit down with him and have him just give me advice. Just talk to him. Really. That's, that's what I think would be very cool. I'd love to see how he felt about racing and how he dealt with things and, you know, just everything uh, that he was. Yeah, what a legacy. What an icon, Jerry Unser. Wow. Well, if I could uh, ask you for a book reference here, I love to reference books to the listeners out there that my inspiring automotive enthusiasts have been reading or have read. Is there a book you'd like to share with us today? This book isn't racing related, but it applies. You can apply it really, really well to marketing yourself and marketing your personal brand and marketing uh, the people who stand behind you as well. It's called Crushing It by Gary Vaynerchuk and oh yeah um, Gary V yeah yep. yeah <laughs> yep. it's, I read it um about a year ago it's just like really it's really insightful uh as far as business advice and if you want to start your own business and marketing yourself and uh the people who support you like I said I really enjoyed it and got really really good tips from it yeah I think it's a great book I do follow him he's a powerhouse uh, in the media world and uh, all sorts of other things, uh, has built himself up as quite an amazing brand. So very successful guy. Well, listeners, you can find all these great resources Lonnie's been so kind to share on her Cars yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Lonnie, L-O-N-I, answer, you know how to spell that, and her page will pop right up. All right, Lonnie, we're up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool, fun collector car or race car in the world. Doesn't matter what it costs because I'm going to pay the price tag today, but there's a couple rules to this game. Can't sell it to buy a bunch of other stuff with like car parts and race cars. So uh, you got to keep this car. I want you to be able to take it out and enjoy it and drive it. So no garage queens. I want you to go out and have some fun with it. Uh, and it's the only collector car you can have in your garage. So what's it going to be? Hmm. That's a good one. I think it would be the 1994 Callaway Corvette. My dad raced it in the 24 hours of Le Mans and they were 
second. They finished second. And I think it brought Corvette back to Le Mans, uh, which I thought was a really cool fact and tidbit. I think they were runner up to a factory team and with lots and lots of support behind them. And their team was just a small group of guys trying to do their best uh, in this really cool car. Uh, And that was in 1995. And I think it would be so cool to have that car and maybe take it out on a few track days. Oh, yeah, I would think so. Now, was he racing with Reeves Calloway, that whole group? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, Reeves has been a guest here on the show. What a great guy he is. I mean, incredible history of his company and what he's accomplished and what he's built. And of course, iconic brand, the Callaway Corvettes and the racing legends and the races they've won. So that is really cool. I Reeves has got a big smile on his face right now, especially when I call him and say, hey, I need to find this car and take it over to Lonnie's <laughs> <Right>. place. <laughs> she, it's the car she wants. So uh very, very cool. And I love the fact that your dad raced that uh, two victories there at Le Mans. That's pretty darn neat, too. Well, Lonnie, you've taken me on an awesome ride around the track today. I knew you would. I've really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. And I want to thank your dad, Johnny Enser, for putting us together. Please give us one parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off down the track in that Callaway Corvette. My biggest advice or piece of wisdom is to just go for it. If you're ever hesitant about something, but you really, really feel like you want to do it, I'd say just take the leap of faith. Uh, You never know what great things can come your way. Absolutely. Just go for it. What's the best way for our listeners to follow along with you and your career? I just actually am really excited about this. I launched my website, Thanks, all thanks to Tritech Seals. It's LonnieUnser.com. And then I'm on all social media platforms. Or if you have any questions, just contact me directly. I would love to love to answer and talk to you. It's a great website, too. I know she just launched it not too long ago. It's really, really cool. So go check it out. I'll put a link to it on her show notes page here at Cars Yeah. So just type Lonnie into the search bar. And that page will pop right up. And as I mentioned to Lonnie in our pre-show chat, I've had several father and son racing teams here on the show. I should say, not really teams, but father and son racers on the show. The Lion Dykes, uh, the Bells have been on the show. But this is the first time I've had father and a daughter. So I'm very, very excited to uh, let my listeners know what you're doing, Lonnie. Very happy for you. We wish you the best success, success next year. When you get uh, even more involved in your racing, how much more schooling do you have left? Uh, I have, I finished in 2020, I believe. That is if I take full semesters for the rest, for three more years. That's tough to do when you're racing, but uh, I have no doubt you're going to succeed on all fronts. So our best wishes to you, Lonnie. Thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with our listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you so much, Mark. It was a pleasure talking to you. A pleasure's all mine. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. 
For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.